You've heard of Grammarly, and you might think it's a fancy spell check, but people on your team have been using it and loving it for years because it does way more than you realize. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that works seamlessly across apps and websites and can write an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. When every word your team writes is clear, concise and on brand, companies can save 19 days per employee per year. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. From the heart of where innovation, money, and power collide in Silicon Valley and beyond, this is Bloomberg Technology with Caroline Hyde and Ed Ludlow. I'm Caroline Hyde of Bloomberg's World's Headquarters in New York. And I'm Ed Ludlow here in Cupertino, Apple Campus, the Steve Jobs Theatre behind me. This carrier is a special Bloomberg technology and everything iPhone at Apple's Wonderlust event. And everything change of cord, USB, and everything focus on AirPods, on the watch as well. We have got so much to drive forward, as well as some of those headwinds when it comes to China, when it comes to supply chain, when it comes to those all-important chips that I know you love so much. Ed, we've got the perfect person to be setting us up into all of this. Bloomberg's Tom Giles joins us first. Really, already what we anticipate, Mark Gurman just comes out with really a fully-fledged view of what we're going to be delivered. The point is how much importance this is to an investor base, Tom. Yeah, this is a huge moment for Apple. This company, there's been a lot of anticipation for this event. But this year, it's particularly high, and that's for a couple of reasons. One, we expect this to be a major upgrade in a lot of areas, camera, chip. This is Apple's most important device, and they are, make, they are going for the gusto here. There is a lot of upgrades. There's a lot of changes. This is a major one. This is not incremental. Mm. So in that regard, this is hugely important. And remember, the backdrop here is a, a decline in global smartphone demand. Um, and that's something that Apple is really having to fight against. I think we're having a few technical issues at the moment, Tom, but I just want to drive it home with you a little bit more in terms of we understand the power of the iPhone. We understand the $200 billion it brings in terms of revenue per year. I'm interested in ultimately with a price point that may well rise, how much can they really ensure a consumer will go there, Tom? Uh, I think we've lost Tom Giles, unfortunately. But Ed, I think at the moment in Cupertino, there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of people waiting with bated breath for the upgrades. And we've got a perfect guest to be sort of driving yeah. that conversation forward. 
Yeah, and hey, I'll remind our audience that there's a reason Apple pre-records this presentation and then plays it out later to get rid of those technical issues. Uh, <laughs> absolutely delighted to be joined here at Apple Campus by Annette Zimmerman, Gartner Analyst. And, you know, Annette, we, we've gone through all the specs we're expecting. Lots of focus on the higher-end Pro and Pro Max, updated silicon, updated camera. For you, what is most important to return Apple to growth? Um, yeah, so, I mean, at the moment, it's, of course, still a little bit speculation what we will see. And um, I think there's going to be some some kind of feature that we haven't heard about yet because it's called Wanderlust, right, so the event. So Wonder, or merging the word Wonder with Wanderlust, which means uh, uh, literally translated uh, to be um, uh, the, the desire to travel. And I think we all have this desire to travel. Um, uh, since the pandemic and uh, that we have most of it behind us. So so I think there's going to be um, something around, um, uh, you know, certain sensors that uh, will make um, workout and traveling and just uh, moving around uh, even more precise and more accurate uh, and more, yeah, engaging, basically. So I think there's, there's going to be lots of around uh, new precise sensors and these kind of things. The event is underway and in the early stages they're showing video with people using older generation of iPhone, older generation of the watch in the real world but iPhone seems to be everything just explain to our audience how important the refresh cycle is for Apple every new generation of iPhone that they release yeah so um, Apple targets obviously different uh, user groups so one user group is the early adopters that uh, usually um, upgrade their phone maybe every two years and sometimes even every year so um, that is usually the um, group that they target with their very high-end um, devices but then you also have a very low Loyal user group that is more in the mid-range and maybe more on the budget side. Um, that um, sometimes you know they upgrade only after five years. Um, you know, as long as the you know you can upgrade um, the operating system. And um, and I think um, especially it's going to be or this event is usually around the higher end and the mid-range um, type of um, devices and uh, the users. Um, and for for those users that um, maybe wait a little bit longer for for upgrading. Um, uh, Apple also has some some interesting uh, price uh, offers, um, usually with with those that um, you know that that come or that that have been uh, introduced earlier in the year, so um, or, or last year maybe even. So um, so all of this will be um, important. It's, it's it's the whole thing about uh, Apple targeting these different user groups, but um, also really paying attention to these different uh, segments and try to make them happy. Yes, you are watching Bloomberg Technologies special coverage of Apple's Wonderland event we're expecting iPhone 15 uh, Annette Zimmerman Gartner analyst with me and in the early stages the presentation started we're a couple of minutes in they've been talking about how Apple devices help consumers and users in medical emergency situations at the beginning of our conversation you mentioned sensor technology we know that there are some updates to watch coming but talk about that healthcare segment and, 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 and indeed the emergency case scenario with Apple yeah so um, at WWDC, we saw some really interesting developments uh, with iOS and and the ability to um, you know their, um, to to support people with their physical health, but also with their mental health, right? And and so we're we're seeing uh, Apple expanding significantly into different um, areas. So so it's yeah, it's it's about our our behavior, our health, our mental health, our physical health that uh, will I think um, you know is, is part of our everyday life and um, we need to embrace it and we need to um, or we can 
use uh, specifically um, the, the Apple devices to support us in our yes. journey for health. Uh, I can confirm that Tim Cook is now speaking on stage yeah. and he said that he's going to be talking about Apple Watch and iPhone. Not really surprising. One thing that's going to impact consumers everywhere is the move to USB-C. It's a European Union mandate, deadline end of 2024. What effect will that have for Apple switching to USB-C? It, it has a big effect uh, on, on Apple because um, well, they obviously had to make um, technical and physical changes to the design um, and to, you know, basically to the entire roadmap of, of um, devices that will be coming. And there will be more uh, on top of that um, will be made uh, or changes will be made um, because um, the EU is also looking for better repairability of devices. So an Apple has to invest in, in new designs um, to, to make those devices more re uh, repairable and also make, make spare parts available, make it affordable available to users so you can do your do your own repair if you want these kind of things and but uh, that impacts uh, Apple and, and the entire industry really uh, Tim Cook is using these early stages to talk about WWDC June the M2 chip ultra chip that went into the 15 inch MacBook Air Mac Studio Mac Pro basically saying the feedback and response has been fantastic we will see if the feedback or response is as good for this next generation of uh, of iPhone which is what we we will uh, focus on most Annette Zimmerman, Gartner analyst. So good to have you here in real time during this Apple Wonderlust event. Caroline, back to you in New York. I know. So great to have the on-the-feeling sense of this moment. And actually, we're hearing from Tim Cook as well saying, look, Apple is still on track to ship its Vision Pro in early 2024. Now we are still anticipating the announcements regarding the watch, the AirPods, the new ways in which you're going to be charging them through the USB and indeed what we're waiting on the iPhone 15 range. But let's go back to Tom Giles, of course. And uh, Tom, this is about consumer awe, but it's also about investor reality. And at this moment, they've got plenty of headwinds. We're worried about Chinese consumer. We're worried about supply chain as well. How do you think they managed to tackle or offset that narrative at this moment? Yeah, and don't forget, they've also got Huawei in the mix. Huawei out with a new phone, with a new operating system, um, and, and gathering a lot of momentum behind it. So there's a lot that they have to do here today to prove that this is a really special upgrade. As we were talking about earlier, this isn't your average instance where they're adding a few things, they're iterating around the edges. There are some substantial changes. If you talk to Mark Gurman, he will tell you that this is a major set of upgrades. And that's what Apple is doing to really take the attention off the competitive threat, uh, the pressure from the Chinese government on using the iPhone in that country, the pressure from Huawei, all of it. This is Tim Cook's moment to take your attention off of that and show once again that we're adding really special features to the iPhone, the faster chip. Again, this telephoto lens with the, the camera that's letting you take these up-close these up close photos um, with the iPhone, things you can't do with other devices. This is his moment to remind people we're doing things that are really special with this camera. And it's really important because it's it makes up half of the company's revenue. And to be fair, like analysts still seem convinced by all of that at the moment, Tom. I'm looking at 35 buy ratings. That's two thirds of all the analysts out there rate this stock a buy. And in fact, there's still about 15% 
upside potential if you're looking at a price target consensus of 204. But we have had this sort of knock to the overall market capitalization of Apple over the last few trading days. And ultimately, how important is the fact that they can nudge us up on a price point? How resilient does the US consumer need to be at this moment? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Apple is, has to walk a really fine line, right, with the way they price this device. And that's why they've got multiple devices that are going to be getting upgrades today. And exactly where are they going to tinker with pricing? How much do they add those high-end features to the lower-end devices? All of those things, this is the kind of thing that Apple spends a lot of time thinking about very strategically. And they tend to, do, they tend to be very smart about it, not loading too much into the lower-end devices so that they can still sell them at a little bit of a discount to the higher-end devices. How do they keep their, those margins going in the right direction? And if you look at their gross margins, they're going in the right direction. So how does Apple do this, particularly at a time when you're seeing overall demand for smartphones globally dropping off? Q2 was a really tough quarter, both for, for the iOS, that's Apple, and Android, that's the Google uh, uh, operating system that's in so many global devices. Devices. Yeah. But something that Apple did in the second quarter was they weathered the storm better than Android. And that's what Tim Cook really wants to see Apple continue to do going forward. Well, we'll have so much more from Tim Cook. From you, Tom, we thank you so much all regarding this big unveil, where we understand that it is official. The S9 of the watch has arrived, and indeed it's got an S9 chip, so we're going to have some what they call major performance improvements overall. We understand that the COO, Jeff Williams, is on the stage at the moment introducing this next generation of the Apple Watch, and it's touting an improved performance overall, including the new chip and calling it the most powerful Apple Watch chip to date. Now, we're going to be talking so much about the intricacies of this announcement with Ray Wang, who's the CEO and Principal Analyst of Constellation Research. His take on what is being announced at the Apple event is over in Cupertino. That's where our Ed Ludlow is too. This is Bloomberg Technology. What if everyone at work were an expert communicator? What if every doc, message and email they wrote was perfectly clear and concise? Inbox numbers would drop, customer satisfaction scores would rise, and everyone would be more productive. That's where Grammarly comes in. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that understands your business and can transform it through better communication. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. That's because with Grammarly's AI, what used to take a few hours only takes a few clicks, like generating an instant first draft in your company voice, or tailoring a message to your specific audience and goals. And Grammarly's personalized on-brand writing help is built in everywhere your team works, across 500,000 apps and websites. Plus, it's safe, secure, and already IT-approved. Join 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly with their words and their data. Learn more at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication, it's fortitude, and it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. 
Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. All right, the latest headlines coming out of this Apple Wanderlust event center on the next generation Apple Watch, the S9 or 9 series with an updated piece of silicon, S9 chip, 30% more powerful GPU. Caro, in terms of some of the things that this manifests itself with, dictation, 25% more accurate, 18 hours of battery life, two ways of looking at it. That's all day battery life, although Mark Gurman posting in the Bloomberg Top Live blog that it's basically the same as prior generations. Also, the ability to engage with Siri directly to the watch without latency in a more secure method. That's what they're leaning on with this latest watch. Yeah, more effective use of point. Also integration with the HomePod is an interesting one as well. But overall, new gesture control being integrated. They've got to be pushing really the way in which they're standing out from a crowded space when it comes to connected devices, the way in which we measure our health, Ed. Because while many have been getting into the rings, the watches of other variations too. Yeah, something really cool they've just announced with this latest generation watch. Series 9 has gesture control. So with a one-handed gesture, you can engage with the watch. Uh, called It's called double tap. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how needle-moving that is, right? The ability to wave at one's wrist and a watch. But we will find out because <laughs> there is somebody who definitely has a stronger perspective on this than you or I, and that is Ray Wang, Constellation CEO and Principal Analyst. Good to see you here in Cupertino. Based on what I've just reported for you on, on the the Apple Watch Series 9. What do you make of that as quick reaction? Yeah, welcome to the hometown, like Cupertino. Uh, I think the really important thing that's going on here is the important piece that uh, they're going from silicon to chip, and they're using their silicon to manage the battery life, they're using the silicon to handle the AI capabilities, and all those are really important, especially when you think about what Apple's known for. They have full control of their ecosystem, and that starts with the silicon, and so they're showcasing that on the watch, and of course, I think we're all waiting to see if there are other things that are going to be monitored, right? Other health indicators that I think would drive other people to go to the Ultra and, of course, to the Series 9 watch. Yeah, the expectation is that we would have two size variants of Series 9, one new variant of the Ultra. These are the, the early exchanges of this event. Apple Wanderlust is underway behind us in the Steve Jobs Theater, and you're right. We're waiting for four variants of the iPhone 15. How important is it that the hardware upgrades on the Pro side are substantive to drive an upgrade cycle? Well, when we look at the entire upgrade cycle, we're talking about a billion iPhones that need to get 5G, right? And it's been happening over the next three years. Um, and so as we're moving those in that super cycle, the big piece is really, is a telephoto lens potentially enough to get you there? Uh, the USB-C, got to do it because it's a regulatory requirement. Um, is it also going to be something around, is it a battery life? Is it a feature? Is it a service that's going to take people to that next level of using the iPhone? But the chips make a big difference. The battery life makes a big difference. And potentially a 48 megapixel uh, camera may make that difference. I want to go back to the watch for just a second. Some other information is the Series 9, let's call it the base model, uh, has double the brightness, 2,000 nits. That goes back to the last generation of Ultra. 
What is the strategy you see there from Apple? They're basically taking last year's tech and putting it into this year's base models. Yeah, we're seeing things. If you want the pro or the ultra, you want the top level, you'll pay a little bit more for the new chip, and then you're going to see that gradation come into different markets. Let's take India, for example, right? The big talk about India. You might have different price points given where the demographics and the socioeconomics are. Uh, you'll have a different price point in the UK, of course, and you'll have a different price point if you're in the Middle East, right? Remember, Apple is at the heart a luxury brand, and because it's a luxury brand, that's what's driving that capability. Right now on stage, Apple are talking about their environmental goals and the progress they've made in sustainability and materials. Is that an important factor for you? It's important for me, um, especially when we think about circular economy and we think about how much energy is required to create a device, how you bring that back into it. Apple's been a leader, especially in sustainability and some of those ESG goals. And it goes from not, any, not just you know the battery, but it's also the materials and the recycling process. I've probably turned in, maybe you as well, turned in a couple phones in the past to do that. So, Okay, forget what we've reported and what we think is coming. What do you want to see in these higher-end iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max? Yeah, I think people are looking for better features. Uh, they're looking for experiences, for example, the ability to tie these to more devices. They're looking for the eventual integration between Mac OS, iOS, uh, and Watch OS. And then, of course, you know, they're trying to figure out, hey, maybe there's a sneak peek into Vision Pro and what's going to take us into Vision Pro as the replacement for the Mac. Like, that integration has always been uh, an Apple uh, fan's dream, right, to be able to bring all those things together. Ray Wang, Constellation Research CEO and Principal Analyst, joining us in real time, Caroline, here in Cupertino. The Apple event is underway. It is underway. And there's a focus on the environment, on sustainability. And we understand the latest headline is it's going to be phasing out its leather from its iPhone cases. And many had taken that cue from, well, moves over at Hermes of late. Coming up, we're going to have so much more coming for you. The analysis from Apple. Thomas Husson, he's Vice President and Principal Analyst over at Forrester Research. He's going to be joining the show live from Cupertino, from New York. We've got it all covered. This is Bloomberg Technology. And so we have the news coming from the Apple event in Cupertino, thick and fast. Of course, a Watch Series 9, going to be more powerful, swifter. We're going to be having the ability to, well, hand gesture to be able to wave fingers at it. Double tap is what it's called, interoperability with your HomePod as well. Really, this is about being faster and more powerful. We're also seeing some more nuanced announcements around perhaps the wind down of any leather at the moment when it comes to being used in iPhone cases. So a push on sustainability. But we all await the iPhone 15 and the array that we get there. Forrester Research Vice President and Principal Analyst Thomas Husson is with us. And Thomas, you were expecting perhaps an ultra version of the watch. What more do you anticipate from the phone lineup and is it going to be enough? Well, I'd expect a significant incremental innovation and improvements on the lineup of the, uh, especially on the iPhone and the iPhone Pros. Um, we've heard right now about some of the sustainability efforts. I think what would be very disruptive is to hear more of a device-as-a-service offering where you have a bundle of hardware content and some circularity services, repairability. Uh, that would be a great step. I'm not sure we're going to hear that tonight, unfortunately. Um, so is it going to be enough? Uh, I think Apple will maintain its leadership when it comes to smartphone innovation. The bigger question, I think, given the economic context, and we don't know yet, is going to be around pricing. 
Precisely. And many anticipating that prices will rise. We're going to boost the average selling price. We're still focusing at the moment in terms on the environmental impact. Lisa Jackson, the EPA chief, saying about how by 2030 Apple devices will be net zero in impact. That was a Tim Cook ad as well. I'm, I'm interested in really the Huawei and Chinese perspective here as well, because there's been a lot of headwinds on Apple stock of late. Do you think that the innovation is enough at Apple to fight off the homegrown innovation of a Huawei? Well, um, I think so from a pure innovation standpoint, I think the bigger question is about the geopolitical context in China and the fact that indeed the iPhone has been banned to potentially dozens of millions of uh, employees working in public state employees or for the government in China. What will be the consumer sentiment of Chinese consumers? is a very big unknown given the fact that the greater China represents about a fifth of Apple's revenue. Um, so that might be another reason for a potential price uptag in other regions. We keep an eye on the price point and indeed what we're going to hear when it comes to the new phones. Forrester Research Vice President and Principal Analyst Thomas Husson joining us on what we've so far been digesting. And it is a focus on the environment. Lisa Jackson, I misspoke earlier, of course, was a former EPA chief, Ed, Apple's head of environment now, really outlining the efforts. And Tim Cook saying by 2030, Apple devices will be and having a net zero impact. But give us the nitty gritty on what we got from at least connected devices and watches in particular, because many had braced for more. Yeah, look, I think we probably got a more substantive upgrade to the Series 9 watch, the, the lower base model than we thought we'd get. New silicon, S9 chip, 30% breaded performance on the GPU side. Um, but you're right, though, that real focus on, on the environmental side of this story. If you take Series 9 as an example, north of 80% of it is made of recycled materials. That includes some of the core metals like tungsten and copper. Um, you know, and, and the pledge from Tim Cook is that by 2030, all devices will have net zero. So it's a commitment, but as our guests have made the point this whole show, it's about their supply chain and how they're adjusting to that. Well, we'll see how that titanium comes into the mix in a moment. That's, of course, what's anticipated with the lineup of phones. That does it for this special edition of Bloomberg Technology, live from Cupertino and from New York. This is Bloomberg. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Heard, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.